This is the Sneaky Plays Podcast, presented by JokerMag.com. All righty then. Welcome to the Sneaky Plays Podcast. I'm Brian Gatino, and I'm here with Chris Morris and Dom Fierro. What is up, everyone? It's the divisional round of the playoffs. What's going on, guys? Best football weekend of the year, and my birds are still alive, and uh, we're cruising towards another Super Bowl, dare I say. You know, knock on wood. New Packers coach, new new horizons, you know, ready for this year to be over, get the Super Bowl over with, and let's get to the draft. I like the hire. I like LaFleur. I love it. I love the hire. I think it's a good move. He's got a great pedigree, worked with uh, McVay, Kyle Shanahan. He's from the Mike. Obviously, he wasn't so great this year, but, I mean, honestly, I mean, he probably did as much as he could with uh, Mariota and the, the lack of weapons they got there. You know you know, the NFL is going in a crazy direction when Mike Shanahan is starting to have a coaching trick. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's uh, let's talk a little, about, a little bit about these coaches. So, Dom, you like LeFleur as the hire in, uh, in Green Bay? I love it. It's it's definitely what the Packers need. Change of scenery. Uh, you know, in the New York radio, they were talking a lot about the Jets job where they keep going, where the Jets go for new hires right away, guys who have never been coaches before, instead of the safe, you know, been a hot, you know, been a coach for a long time. But the Packers are kind of the opposite with that, where they've always gone for guys who have coached before, you know, have the experience of the NFL. And then this guy's, you know, LaFleur is a first-time hire, so – he should be, and he's already. I mean, he's worked with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was an MVP when he was his quarterbacks coach. He was with the Rams two years ago uh, under McVay as the coordinator. So, and then I mean, say what you want about this year as offensive coordinator of the Titans, but he took that job mostly because he got to call his own plays. Uh, but I love it. I think Rodgers is going to pay off greatly for Rodgers, and it's going to be a complete change of scenery. Uh, something that you really didn't see with the McCarthy offense towards the end, you know, the last two years. I know two years ago when Brett Hundley was a QB, you know, it's a whole different story. But the offense went stale with McCarthy, and now it's just going to get – I feel it's going to be a huge year next year for the Packers. The optimistic view. I like it there. No, I do like the hire. Uh, young guy, I think, you know, sounds like the, the perfect kind of guy that Rodgers wanted to, wanted to play for, wanted to work with. Um yeah, he'll be. I mean, I, I certainly think he'll be more innovative. Um, get Rodgers on the run more, get out of the pocket more, get him some easier throws. Um, yeah, I think it's a slam dunk hire. Yeah, and then the other thing too that's huge about the hire is he's keeping the whole staff. Oh, really? Oh, is uh, is Philbin staying too? Philbin, he's gonna have a job offer to stay. Well, is Mike Patton the DC? He is right. Patton will stay as the defensive coordinator. That was the biggest thing in the hire was that uh-huh. they didn't want to hire somebody who. They thought we're gonna was gonna let him go because right. I mean that defense made strides and you got a bunch of young guys in there. Right, right, yeah, they do. Kenny Clark's already a stud on the line. He's only in year three or four. I think this is his third mm-hmm. year. Uh, all the cornerbacks in state. Alexander King. Yeah, they're all corners. they're all guys who are on their first contract. <laughs> right. So, yeah, they're all talented. Yeah, so. you had three rookies play this year in the secondary. Uh, Kevin King, so, you know, say what you want about him being injured, but he's as talented as can be. Uh, the, the veteran was Tremont Williams and Breland. Breland hasn't been in the league crazy long, and Williams has been around forever. Right. He was more of that. Well, we need a veteran presence to kind of show off. Yeah. No, I think that I think it's I think the Packers will definitely be back in playoff contention next year. I'm not. You know, I don't know if we're going to be seeing 12, 13 win Packers, but I think they're going to be in the mix for sure. 
Yeah, so out of, out of the uh, the new hirees, Morris, um, Gates to the Jets, Kitchens to the Browns, Kingsbury to the Cardinals, Harrings to the Bucks, and then uh, Fangio to the Broncos. Uh, who do you like the most out of out of those? Guys? I kind of like I like Fangio and I like Kitchens. Um, Kitchens obviously completely you know turned Baker around. The the numbers between you know the difference between Baker with with Haley and with Kitchens are pretty staggering. Um, everything's higher completion percentage, uh, completion percentage outside the pocket, touchdown interception ratio. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, clearly, you know, he seems like he likes the city. Um, has, you know, a lot of good quotes about it. Um, and you know, the guys seem to like him. I think the offense liked him. I think they like Greg Williams too. Um, I was a little surprised they didn't keep him still on staff as the defensive coordinator. Um, but I guess they didn't want to put him after, you know, being the head coach, but certainly I think that's a, I think that's a solid hire for them. Um, and Fangio, I mean, a guy that's been one of the best defensive coordinators in football for, you know, better part of the last couple decades. Um, his coaching pedigree goes back a long way. I mean, he's 60 years old for crying out loud, getting his first head coaching job. Um, I remember him as the defensive coordinator with Harbaugh and those those great Niner defenses. Um, and obviously what he did with the Bears this year, turning them into the, you know, the, one of the top three, arguably the best defense in football. Um, and they were a load to go up against last week. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good, high. interesting John Elway goes defense again. Um, seems like he always is going with the defensive coach, but I think they're bringing back Gary Kubiak as the offensive coordinator, which I also like. So I like what Denver and, uh, and Cleveland both did. Yeah. I mean, I think that Brown's job kitchens. I like, I like Gase too. You can, you, I'm sure you want to talk about that, Tina, but I do, I, I think that's a decent hire actually. I hate that hire. I don't uh, give him a chance, man. I, I, I mean, when you're working with Tannehill and you know, it's just the it's just the crap franchise down there in Miami. He's been pretty successful everywhere else he went. I wouldn't write him off. This is why I hate that hire, right? Because one, you had McCarthy saying he only wants to coach for the Jets, right? Yeah. He's coached. He's went to nine out of his thirteen seasons in the Green Bay. He went to the playoffs. Those eight, of okay. those, eight of those straight. Yeah. Right? He's never had a defense other than when the year they won the Super Bowl. Right? Yeah. He hasn't had a run game other than the year he went to the Super Bowl with Ryan Grant. Right? Mm-hmm. He had Eddie Lacy. His rookie yeah, year. Lacy was good for like been two years. And then since they drafted him, it's been – I mean, Randall Cobbs had rushing plays. Uh, Hi, Montgomery was the running yeah, back. Yeah, Devontae remember. Adams has had rushing plays, you know, when he yeah. first got in the league. Uh. You know, he's had – he's went to three NFC championships. You know, granted, he's only won one, but he was on uh, – he was an onside kick away from going to another Super Bowl. Uh, and the guy is – had, like, played a big role in making Rodgers who he is. Of course, yeah. So, if you see – like, I think, you know, Darnold's going to be a stud, you know, in the coming years, however long. So, I would want him as my coach if I have to, you know – uh, I see what you're saying. Getting nurturing Darnold into who he, I want him to be. So, you know, I just think it's a bad hire, especially. I think Gase, you know, you got to gotta give Gase a chance, but off a year, you know, off the stint with the Dolphins, at least, um, I don't know if I want to hire him. You saw what the Dolphins have been, you know, the last few years. Again, I know they made the playoffs, but a couple of years ago with Matt Moore, but. I just don't like it. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I just, 
I, I'd indict that more on the Dolphins just being, I mean, when has a coach really ever gone there and succeeded? It's kind of just a, a walking, revolving door. Um, I mean, obviously you can say this sort of the same about the Jets other than, you know, a couple years with Rex Ryan. Um, but I just think Gase is, you know, he's an innovative guy. He's a smart, you know, young coach. And obviously, you know, he probably wasn't the best leader in Miami. Um, but, you know, that could change in New York. And he's got a great young – he's got a, a young, talented quarterback to work with. You know, much better than Tannehill. Yeah. So, I – as a Jets fan, I, I like Gase, but I don't love him. I wish – Yeah, I don't love him, but it's okay. Yeah, I wish they did more to get um, – to try and get Kingsbury. But, um, I mean, I'll settle with Gase. I just like more playing with the, you know, the locker room stuff with Gase. Like, I, they're going to need to hire either a defensive guy – or someone else that can like maintain that locker room because I don't think Gase will be able to do it in New York. <laughs> Probably not. A lot, a lot of hotheads in New York. Like definitely not with Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Yeah. Jamal Adams. Yeah. Jamal Adams and Rob, runs that. Robbie team. Anderson. Yeah, there's a lot of hotheads. So yeah. I, they're talented, but that so was Miami. They had talent too. They just couldn't. Yeah, he just, I mean, he didn't mesh with, you know, he traded Jai Daz, he traded Jarvis. You know, he just, I, I don't think he meshed with the personalities there. I don't know what it was. Yeah, so we'll see how he does in New York. Thank, thank goodness that uh, Darnold had like really doesn't have a personality. So, true. Yeah, that'll that'll they'll work well together, I think. And hopefully, we. I mean, they Gase is now. He, they have a lot of money now, so hopefully, he can get some guys in there that can make that offense flow. And uh, you know, the defense is getting better and better each year. And we'll see where it goes from there. But yeah, I, I mean. I think the Fangio hire for the Broncos was the best hire, in in my opinion. Um, just he's gonna, you know, bring that defense back to where to where it used to be, and it was still good this year, but it, it could be even better with Von Miller and uh, Chubb in the in the linebacking core. So that'll be exciting. Yeah, I think it's a great match. I think you know, I mean, Denver's when you think defense, you think you know the Broncos the last few years, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, went to the Super Bowl off their defense basically. Um, they still, yeah, they still have talented players. They still got talented pass rush. Um, Bradley Chubb and Von Miller, obviously. So got some guys in the secondary, Chris Harris and, and Roby. Um, you know, they just got to figure out their offensive situation. I don't know about Keenum and the rest of that, but um, I certainly think it's, yeah, I think it's a good hire. These are definitely, you know what you're getting out of them. Yeah, absolutely. So the two teams without coaches right now are the Miami Dolphins and the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, the Bengals. They still they might bring Marvin back. You never know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Marvin, we couldn't find somebody we liked. Uh, why not? Just give you another run at it. Give us another eight and eight seasons and maybe yeah. play <laughs> at best. First round. Cincinnati should hire Jeff Fisher. Oh, that was the most Cincinnati hire ever. He's did. the most he's the most five hundred coach ever. God, that is such a Bengals hire. Oh. So out of date. <laughs> it would be awesome. <laughs> it would be awesome. I would laugh for days. Yeah, that. me too. Uh, I don't even know who the Dolphins are going to hire. I don't know where. Which yeah, I don't one. either. One. Uh, well, all right. So enough for the coaches. Let's move on to our draftings plays of the week. Um, we'll do about two per position. If we see where you know others fit for certain positions, we'll uh, we'll do that. We'll uh, talk a little bit about each position. We'll start off with the quarterbacks, as always. Um, Dom, who are you liking? Uh, to sling the rock this week in the divisional round. <clears throat> Two guys. One at 5,500, one at 5,400. 
54 is 100% Foles, obviously. Why have two? Four is, yes, Nick Foles. Is Big Dick Nick slinging the rock. Oh, I, since that Rams game, right? I've been on this podcast. I've been very high with him. Um, not with him. I haven't been high with him. I've been high on him. <laughs> so, NFL, don't drug test him, okay? But I'm riding with him until he loses. And if this is the week, yeah, but I think he's, if they do end up losing against a tough Saints team, he's it's going to be a shootout, I feel like. Uh, you know, clearly the team's rallied behind him. He's putting up numbers and – you know, there's not much more to say that hasn't been said before on this podcast about him. And then Jared Goff at 5,500. At 5,500, that's a steal, you know, in my opinion. The Cowboys defense is what it is, right? They're going to show, you know, they can actually defend a lot of guys and play really well. And then they'll go through periods where, you know, oh, we're just going to give them a touchdown and it looked like we don't even know how to play defense. That's just how they are. Uh, but I think Jared Goff has a lot of proof here. Um, kind of really slow end to the season. You know, got bounced right away from the playoffs last year uh, when they were expected to almost make a run to the Super Bowl. So I think he's got a lot to prove. I think, you know, now you got Brandon Cooks on that team that you didn't have him last year on the playoff team. Uh, so I think he's definitely somebody you have to look at to kind of go off this week. Home game, you know, in L.A., but we all know how that is. That's probably going to be. 60 to 70 percent cowboy fans anyways so yeah i like both those picks tom um obviously you know who i was rolling with with nick um but yeah i mean nothing really else needs to be said the team rallies around him um he's arguably the best clutch quarterback in football in the last two years he really is um and that saints defense i mean they've been obviously pretty good this year especially second half of the year um but you, you've seen, you know, we've seen in games where they play, you know, good quarterbacks, elite quarterbacks, hot quarterbacks um, that, you know, know how to spread the ball around, that you can move the ball against them. You can score points. Um, you can get some big plays. And I think that, you know, we're going to have to convert on big plays. We're going to have to make, you know, splash plays in, in order to win this game. Because um, I think they're going to score points too. Um, you know, hopefully we hold them to around, you know, no more than like, you know, 31, ideally 26, 27, you're thinking. Um, Cause I think if we can get to 30, they can win this game, but I think it's possible. Um, and also golf too. I love, um, I think you're right. You know, you hit it spot on the Rams have a ton to prove golf has a lot to prove in this game. Obviously, you know, they kind of, they laid a dud last year in that playoff game against Atlanta. Then, um, you know, there's a lot of people on Dallas this week and I sort of get it, but also, you know, let's face it. This Dallas team is still, I know they've won eight out of nine, but they've still looked still, you know, very shaky at times and their defense. Yeah. Obviously it's crazy talented, but they also, they've had lapses where, you know, they gave up basically playing their starters in week 17. Eli Manning went up and down the field against them. Um, And even Russell, you know, had some things rolling last week when Seattle let him throw the ball um, because I don't know what the hell kind of game Brian Schottenheimer was calling there. Um, But you can move the, you can move the ball on them. Um, and I think you can you can make big plays as long as their line holds up. Um, so yeah, I, I think golf. I think he's. I think and McVay too. They got a lot to prove in this game. And I think they're going to come out good. Yeah, I think I think the difference in that game and the Rams Cowboys game is going to be you know the battle in the trenches. We hear we've heard it forever how great that Cowboys offensive line is, and they are really good. Don't get they're me. healthy now too. Yes, yeah. got don't, Martin. And don't get me wrong, but it's going to be who's going to win. If, can, if the Rams can win. 
on the defensive side with Sue, with Donald, you know, this could be, you know, it could be one of those games where Dax runs for his life or Zeke may not, you know, pick up his 100-yard game. He may have a tough time getting going. Uh, but it's all going to depend on who's going to win that battle in the trenches. And that could, you know, very well be the difference in this game. Uh, but with the Cowboys, too, you know, because I was going to say, if I was looking to go any lower than Goff or Foles, I would definitely do uh, pick Dak Prescott at 5,200 just because you know what you're going to get from him. Uh, yeah. You know, he might, but he's going to, he, you know, he could. He could throw one, two interceptions easily. Well, that's the thing. You know what you're going to get from him. You know you're probably going to get an interception or maybe two, right? You know you're going to get a lot of bad passes, but you know you're going to get a lot of passes that he's going to hit and a lot of big passes also, especially a deep, you know, on the Rams defense. You know They're good, not great. They're not bad, but they can still give up a lot of points. Oh, you can, you can get yards on them. Yeah. If, you can, if you can throw the ball down the field, you know, it can happen, which is just, you know, that's something that Dallas doesn't do great, obviously. Yeah, exactly, and and you know exactly what you're getting from, you know you're yeah. gonna get you know from Prescott one, and then you know exactly how the offense is gonna go where they'll try to run the ball nonstop with Zeke, right? Uh, <laughs> the special teams may play a role in it, you know, in field position. That usually depends on how that offense flows, also. So we'll see, but I would say definitely stick with either Goff or Foles. Definitely one and two. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't say falls ahead of Goff, but I don't think you can go wrong either. And then I would go Prescott three because the guys at the top, you know exactly what you're going to get from them. I think you're going to get big games from all those guys. I like Luck a lot. I like Breeze. Yeah. And like that, Mahomes too. Exactly. And like if yeah. you have money to spend on it, spend on them. Yeah, if you want to. But yeah, if you're going to go cheaper, the in, yeah, you can get good value with those lower quarterbacks for sure. But it's almost like you can't go wrong quarterback. No. Bogan, no, I mean, I, everyone left. Is, you know, there's eight teams left. Everyone's pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, and then even Tom Brady, I know he's kind of been up and down. You know, I don't like Brady this week. I really don't. See, I this is, that's, a, that's a bad matchup for them. We can get into that later, but I, I like the Chargers. This is the thing about Brady, though. You're playing playoff Brady now. You're not playing. Yeah, no, you're right. But that's that, that Pat's offense is just they don't really throw the ball downfield anymore. They can't. They lost their one guy that can, you know, stretch the defense and go up top and you know, make big plays, big splash plays, and Gordon, Gronk's a shell of himself. Even Edelman's, you know, hasn't been as good this year. Um, you know, no Amendola. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about the Pats. Well, like I said, it's this is playoff time, and, you know. It is, 100%. You know, they, they deserve that respect. Every year, we, you know, it seems like somebody's talking, oh, is the Patriot, are the Patriots done, are the Patriots <gasps> done? And they always find themselves in the AFC Championship and most likely the Super Bowl. So, that's the one thing you kind of look at, too, with Brady. But, I would agree, though, definitely. If I'm looking at somebody in that, in the eight guys left, if that's not the guy, you know, who's the guy I don't want to pick, I would say Brady would rank last on my list. But still, remember, you are dealing with a playoff Brady and not a week 15 Brady. True. Yeah. So um, with Tom Brady, I think um, at 5,600, like ideally, that's good, probably for like, you know, during the regular season. But I feel like he's not going to be the one that really takes over the game completely. I think he, he'll, like, put together a lot of drives. But I think the punishers will be like James White and then Sony Michelle. I don't really think it's going to be Brady just throwing it all over them um, against the Chargers. And like Morris said, I don't really like that matchup too much. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So that scares me a little bit. I think <clears> – <throat> 
I think Dallas at the Rams will be a high-scoring game. I think Philly at New Orleans will be a high-scoring game. I think Indianapolis at Kansas City will be a high-scoring game. So I want to pick a quarterback from any of those games. I want to stay away from Rivers um, for the most part. Um, my quarterback this week is Andrew Luck. I mean, yeah. Um, I think he's just going to pick apart Kansas City. Um, we'll get into that prediction later, but I, I really think he's going to dominate them. I just have that feeling. Um, and then for me, yeah, it's, it's Goff and Foles as well. So um, I think Goff and McVeigh with two weeks to prep, oh, uh, it's going to be uh, – I think McVeigh is just going to – his offense is going to be clicking on all cylinders and uh, golf's going to be a huge part of it. So um, definitely a lot of good packages for him going into a Saturday night. So those, those are my three guys. Um, if I had to do a top three. Yeah, I think I'm with you there, Tino. I, I hear what you're saying about Prescott, Dom, but I think, uh, I think those would be my top three, probably with Foles, then probably Foles luck, then golf. I would go maybe Foles golf luck. Yeah, I would just stick with I would just stick with Foles and Goff. That's just my opinion. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that game with the the Colts and Chiefs could be a complete shootout or a complete barn burner because both teams can't get going. Uh, you know, because the Colts went out got out fast last week and then they kind of shut down. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and I you know I've said it before also that I don't think since Kareem Hunt got you know cut from the team after all he went through, right? I don't think the Chiefs are the same team without him. You know, granted he shouldn't be on the team, but without him it's, it's completely different. Uh so that's the only reason I would probably stay away from luck is, you know, just based off and, and the Texans defense is good, but when you go up twenty one nothing, you want to see the team still, you know, going after it and then they kinda laid down in the second half. So I mean, yeah, but their run game looked really good with Marlon Max. It did. Oh, they were grinding them. And the Chiefs are – that's kind of a switch Chiefs defense, man. Well, that's the thing, too, because in fantasy, it's just going to be Andrew Luck. So, <laughs> yeah. Very true. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't, like – I know I had a, I put pick, put a top three with Luck off in the foals, but if I, like, somehow needed $200 extra somewhere, I would not mind playing Dak Prescott at all. I really think I could I could put him in there and be somewhat confident in him getting me sixteen to twenty points. Probably, yeah, yeah. No, no. Just because I, the young Rams they, they they give up yards. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, he's been a consistent you know eighteen, nineteen, twenty point scorer this whole year. So, yeah, definitely. So let's uh, let's move on to running backs. Uh, more so, you looking at this week to carry the rock. Uh, my top two guys. Um, Warm, you know, a little higher price, the third highest price guy, Alvin Kamara, going against the Eagles. Um, obviously had a field day against this last time in week 11. Um, and what was definitely our worst game of the season, um, but still had, I think, yeah, 71 rush yards, 37 receiving yards, a touchdown. Um, and, you know, it was a little quiet later in the season. Um, turned it on the last two weeks. But I think, you know, with the, getting this extra week off, I think he'll be fresh. Yeah, I mean, I just think he's going to be a load. I think he's going to be a handful for us to deal with. Um, I kind of like the Eagles' chances of stop, just because you know they kind of tend to stop those uh, the guys that are you know not quite as good at the receiving as as a receiving running back. They they stop a little bit better. Um, I think Kamara's going to you know I think he'll have some good matchups on our linebackers where he can he can get some explosive plays. 
Um, and a little bit lower, uh, at 5,100, I like Damian Williams. Um, sounds like Spencer Ware is going to pr- probably play, um, but not sure how healthy he really is. You know, he still could be a little bit, a little limited with the hamstring injury. Um, and I like, you know, Williams turned it on down the stretch. He played pretty well for them. Obviously, like you said, Tino, they're not the same team without Kareem Hunt. Um, it's evident, you know, that's, that's clearly something that they're lacking the ability to, you know, to pound the rock to him, especially when they have a lead grind out the clock. Williams isn't going to do that for you, um, but he's been really good out of the backfield. He's been really good catching the ball. He's got a couple of receiving touchdowns, a lot of catches pretty much every week. Um, and it seems like he gets in the end zone at least once every week too. Yards for carries high too. They they do a good job of getting him in space. Um, and the Colts defense, you know, obviously Darius Leonard's a stud and they got some players and, you know, you know, Leonard's probably going to be tracking Williams quite a bit, but I still think Williams can get free for some plays. Yeah, I mean, so if we're going off that week that week eleven game, uh, Morris, I'm picking Mark Ingram. Yeah, no, he had a better game that yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, he did. But I, I think I like the chances with you know the Eagles' run defense has been, especially in the trenches. You know, now that we got Tim Jernigan back and not as healthy, and Cox has just been playing the best football of his career. Maybe they've. I think they're pretty stout in there. I, I mean, he could he could certainly have a you know he could make some plays, but I like our chances of stopping Ingram much better this time around. That's just what I'm thinking. But yeah, make the counter argument. No, yeah, definitely. I mean, like you said, you know, like you said, Kamar kind of ended the season slow, right? Didn't really put up much. Uh, but that week eleven game, Ingram 103 yards, two touchdowns. You know, no receiving, but who cares? That's not what he's there for. He's there to run the ball, run the ball hard. He's a bigger back, you know, a talented one. And with the with the Saints, it's kind of like we've talked about with a few. You know, tight end teams with tight ends this year, mostly the Colts, where you don't know who's going to go off, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's almost like a crapshoot with both, but if you're kind of basing it off of that Week 11 game, the pick would be Mark Ingram, especially at 5,200 because you're saving almost $2,000 or you're saving over $2,000 with him. Uh, you know, because he had a huge game. He had 25 fantasy points that day and just a big game. But, you know, I do agree with you that Kamara could definitely go off, but. The value I feel like is more in Ingram. Now, granted, you like you said, the Eagles' run defense has gotten a lot better. Uh, you know, they did play really well against the Bears last week. They stopped Howard, and I mean, Cohen only rushed four times. So you can yeah, even Cohen didn't do it. He didn't hurt as much as I thought he would. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really find him the ball, but no, yeah, Trubisky, I think that was on him. Yeah, so but you know, just based off that week eleven, I'm leaning more towards Ingram, especially for the price too, at fifty two hundred. Uh, and then another guy, you know, Tino mentioned it last, you know, just when we talked about the quarterbacks, Marlon Mack at 5,800. The guy's having a great year. Uh, he continued it last week against the uh, Texans, you know, 148 yards on the ground. I know probably not going to happen this, you know, this week against the Kansas City uh, defense, which is, you know, so so. But I think he's still, you know, if the Colts are going to find a way to win, he's going to have to be heavily involved in the run game. Uh, so at 5,800, I also like him, you know, I'm leaning more towards this week so far, middle of the pack guys with the price, because I rather spend high, you know, at the wide receiver position or at the flex position, or even, you know, because defense is now coming into play. I almost rather spend high at the defense position too. So yeah, <laughs> those two guys, yeah. yeah, no, I, I like Mac too. Yeah. Um, those two I, are the ones I have on my radar this week. Uh, is Marlon Mack and Mark Ingram. Yeah, so um, 
with the Kamara and Ingram debacle, I'm not completely sure who I would go with if I had to pick one of the two. I don't even think playing both of them would actually be a bad play. Um, that's not what I would do, like, per se, but I think that if you package them, that wouldn't be too bad because Ingram's so cheap. So you can package them, and it's not too crazy. Um, and they'll both get the ball a lot. So, I mean, it's the Saints. So, But the thing is, you might never know who's going to get more. Um, so if you pick the wrong one, then you're screwed. If you pick both, you're all right. Um, and then I like uh, I like Marlon Macdom. I have him as well. And like I was saying earlier, he just ran all over the Texans. Um, and it's not really recency bias solely because he's had four good weeks in a row. So um, I like him this week against the lackluster Chiefs uh, defense that ranks 31st against the position. So um, I like Marlon Mack and I like James White against the against the Chargers. Um, if he's going to be priced at 4900 I think I have to find a way to put him in my lineup this week. Just with the the way he plays in the playoffs is just amazing. And uh, I think Tom Brady's going to be looking to him early and often over the middle of the field in the screen game. Yeah, I like that. I like White. That's an interesting pick. Um, if there's one thing you can do to the Chargers, I think. They're actually really, they're really good at defending the pass. You know, they're kind of built to stop, um, you know, modern offenses with Derwin James and, you know, those other guys in the secondary, they're all big, they're all, you know, physical and long. Um, but I think you can get, you know, I think you can get the little quick running backs out in space against their linebackers. Their linebackers aren't so good. Um, and I actually, you know, I think the, the couple of Patriots running backs could be decent this week. The only, that's the only problem with them is, you know, they use all those guys and, you know, white's usually pretty reliable to, you know, he'll get in there, he'll get his catches, um, he'll get his touches. You know, the other two are a little bit more of a wild card with Michelle and Burkhead. Um, but I think potentially any three of those guys could have a big week. 100% agree on James White, Tino. In the playoffs, he's dominant. <laughs> it's, it's yeah, that's true. That man, never forget his Super Bowl against the Falcons. Yeah, this is, you know, with his Patriots team, I mean, this is the most experienced, you know, playoff team still left. You know, you go to Saints after that. But this team, like James White just turns it to another level. And that's the one thing about playoff football or playoffs in general, any sport, is that you look for guys who want to turn it on, who want to win, and will do anything for it. And James White is definitely one of those guys. Um, you know, kind of like I was saying about Tom Brady before, they just take it to a whole different level. So, yeah, can you be kind of optimistic if he's going to score a lot, he's going to get a lot of touches and whatnot with uh, Sony Michelle and Rex Burkhead? Yeah, you can do that, but I'm taking James White if I can because – he just elevates his game so much that he's going to be – his value is there is no I, – I don't even know the word for it. He's just that good in the playoffs. Yeah, and and um, with DraftKings, it's PPR. So um, if, you know, if I was free PPR points, at least six points from him, with solely on catches, I mean, I'm going to take it at 4,900. So um, – and I do like Michelle. Don't get me wrong. I think he's going to get a good amount of touches – just he's completely irrelevant in the pass game for whatever reason. So you have to bang on him probably getting a touchdown, and I'm not too positive that that's going to happen this week. Nope, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Agreed. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and Tom, like you were saying, I would, I definitely like the middle uh, running backs more than I do like the middle receivers. I'm going to have to be uh, spending up at receiver this week a little bit, uh, just in my opinion. No, yeah, definitely agree. I mean, the running backs you have. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, he's questionable right now. He didn't really impress me against the Ravens. Uh, he looked, you know, Zeke, 
you know, always the highest rated running back. You know what you're going to get from him. You know you're going to get a lot of yards. You most likely probably get a touchdown or a chance at a touchdown when they're in the red zone. They seem to be in the red zone a hell of a lot, especially at the towards the tight and tight games at the end of the game. Uh, and you know if they're ahead, the Cowboys, that they're going to just run him until they get stopped. Uh, the only thing that scares me, like I said before, is the trenches. You know, if that offensive line for the Cowboys can keep up with the Rams, then Zeke will go off. If that Ram starts, if those, you know, Sue and Donald and the rest of that defense kind of dominate, I feel like they might get away from Zeke a little bit. So that scares me about him. And then Gurley, I mean, who knows what you can get from him. He hasn't, you know, he's been hurt. Uh, you know, most likely, I believe he's coming back, but – you know, you don't know what you're going to get from him. So that's why I'm sticking with the middle, definitely. Yeah, the top two guys, I agree. They're a little, you know, there's some red flags there, especially with Zeke, too. You know, that's going to be so dependent on, you know, what the score of the game is. If the Rams get out to a lead, that could alter Dallas's plans. Um, so, yeah, I would probably stay away. 8,200 is too much. And same with Gurley, just with the three questions. Um, I think, he's, you know, he's going to play, but we don't really know, you know, how much. He could get, you know, injured. He could get nicked up, you know. They could be trying to – I don't know. But, yeah, it's, that's risky. Yeah, so um, let's move on to those <clears throat> wide receivers. Um, Dom, who are you looking at uh, this week? love Michael Thomas. I know he's the highest-rated guy, but I think he have an absolute field day uh, against this Philly. I mean, Allen Robinson last week, you know, I kind of went out on a limb and said he's going to have a big day. Did have a big, ended up having a big day, even though they, you know, Trubisky hasn't found him the whole season. They finally realized he was on the team. Uh, and Michael Thomas is just his his level of being a, at, in the NFL, being the top wide receiver, you know, is unreal. He's going to have a huge game, I feel like. So at seventy nine hundred, you know, that's why we're spending less at quarterback and running back. You take him; he's the top rated guy. He's going to have a big guy. Next guy I look at is Robert Woods, right? We talked about him so many times. I think he's going to have a huge day also. old He's old reliable pretty much. He's, you know what you're going to get from him, just like we say for a lot of guys. And it's going to be 16, 17, 18 points, maybe more, maybe a few less. Probably going to get a touchdown, maybe a chance at more. And he's going to have to have a huge game, like we said about Goff. A huge game. You need to prove that you can play in the playoffs. And if they're going to make that run to the Super Bowl and have a chance of winning the Super Bowl, he's going to have to be heavily relied on. And then I'm going to stick with still Alshon Jeffrey. Same thing with Nick Foles. Until he starts slowing down, there's no reason to not pick him. (laughs) So those are my three. And then if you really want Brandon Cooks too, you know, same thing with Woods. He's going to need to be heavily relied on to take them to the Super Bowl and maybe even win the Super Bowl. So those four – or what I'm picking this week. Yeah, I like – I mean, the receiver position I think is loaded right now. Um, you're seeing the best guys in the league. I pretty much – I like all those guys too. I think, you know, if, if the Rams are going to win, if they're going to have a good game, if they're going to need Robert Woods. He's been their, he's been their best receiver all season long. Um, Cooks could do something too. I think, you know, Dallas is – you know, they've been prone to give up some big plays. But I think Woods is probably the more reliable pick there. Uh, and I like Thomas too. You know, everyone knows what the Eagles have. You know, we, we we give up huge games to these number one receivers, man. Um, seems like every one of them puts up. I mean, they put up massive numbers in the whole league, obviously. Uh, but Thomas had a field day against us last time. Obviously, we're a different team. Um, but I think you know the other receivers. They don't scare me too much. There, Ted Ginn. Um, you know, the rookie Traquan Smith. You know, they do a good job of spreading the ball around the Saints, obviously. But 
one constant is Thomas um, playing it. You know, I think he'll be, I think he'll feast on whoever he's lined up this week, whether it's Douglas or Maddox. Um, and then my two guys, I had, uh, I agree with you, Dom. I think Alshon, um, clearly, you know, Foles has targeted him quite a bit since he's come into the lineup. Um, last week had a real nice game against the Bears. I think he had six catches, 82 yards. Um, you know, he's just, he's been in the flow. And that's, you know, it's sort of seemed like he got lost in the flow a lot this year um, with Wentz targeting Ertz and, you know, successfully. But it, it kind of hurt Alshon's play, and Foles has definitely resurrected him. Um, and I think they'll look to get it matched up on on Eli Apple, probably certainly the Saints' weaker of the two corners. Um, Lattimore is obviously a stud. Um, but like we were saying earlier, you can you can, you can can make some plays downfield on that Saints defense if, if the pocket holds up, which our offensive line has been doing recently. Um, so I'd like the birds to, to get Jeffrey matched up on Eli Apple. Um, then if you want to go real low, I like Mike Williams at 4,700 for the chargers. Um, a guy that's really, you know, 11 touchdowns this season really has come on. Um, didn't do a ton last week, but no one really did for that chargers offense against the stout Ravens defense. Um, you could go Keenan Allen, who's priced, I think it's 6,400. Um, and you know, that's not bad value. You know, he's obviously their best receiver and I think he, he could have a big day as well, but, the one thing that Belichick will do, especially in playoff games, you know, he'll he'll take away that top guy. He'll do everything he can. Stephon Gilmore is obviously been a stud there this year, uh, Pro Bowler, All Pro. Um, so you certainly would expect him to be matched up against Allen, um, which could, you know, Allen could make a play here and there, but I think that would probably limit his limit his um, you know explosiveness for much of the game. And those other Charger receivers are pretty good, Mike Williams and Tyrell Williams. Um, and Rivers, I think, has confidence in him. I think against New England's weaker weaker corners and weaker secondary players, um, I think you could see Williams exploit that. It scares me to pick the Chargers receivers because of the weather, and solely because of the weather. Yeah, is it gonna, it's going to be pretty windy too, isn't it's it? It's supposed to be windy. They were calling for – there's going to be a few inches of snow on the ground, but now that's kind of changing. But I think Yeah, I don't think it's going to snow, just windy and cold. Yeah, and it's still going to be cold windy and you're going up like we said the Patriots defense turn it on to another level uh, you know maybe not in a Super Bowl the last few years but in the, definitely to get there they're going to turn it on that scares me about those uh, Chargers wide receivers and that's why I'm kind of staying away from them but if you were to pick one I would say Keenan Allen um, very talented Phillip Rivers loves to find him so but I would in my opinion, I'm staying away from him. And then, like always, like I say every week, I'm staying away from Amari Cooper. So, jeez, <laughs> you never want Cooper. <laughs> yeah, so I think the the true consistency here is Robert Woods, as it has been all year. Um, he's definitely got to be in the lineup again at 5,900. That's a freaking steal in the playoffs right now. Um, and then, as you guys both pointed out, the Foles Jeffrey combination is pretty lethal. Um, he wasn't particularly on my radar um, just because I like T.Y. Hilton um, a lot, a lot, a lot against the Chiefs this week. I, I mean, I just like the Colts in general. Um, I know they're on the road, but it doesn't really scare me like at all. Um, I think the Colts offense is still going to be dynamite. Um, I think T.Y. Hilton is um, he's juiced up, maybe not literally, but, you know, <laughs> he's been fired up all year. He hasn't even like practiced half the year. He's just like he's so hurt, but he, every Sunday he's ready to play. So I love it. Um, and I I have a, a, a probably a sneaky play, Golden Tate, man. 
Golden yeah. State. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about him. Going up against the slot corner for uh, um, the Saints. Um, I think he wins that matchup, you know, eight times out of ten. So I really like Golden Tate this week as a, you know, a low price flyer. Um, you know, if you spend up at other positions and you only have 4,600 left, I think Golden Tate is, uh, is a good guy to go to in the slot for, uh, for the Eagles. Um, and Dom, like you were saying with the Chargers receivers, I can't really trust them either. Not, I mean, the weather is definitely one thing, but I don't know who uh, Stephon Gilmore is going to be on. Um, he prefer, he most, mostly plays outside, and that's where Mike Williams plays, and Keenan Allen's in the slot. But Morris, like you were saying, the Patriots will do anything to stop the top guy. So I just don't know what packages they're going to be bringing, plus the weather. I, I, I got to stay away from the uh, – the Chargers receivers, unless it's Mike Williams with his red zone threat ability, um, I would maybe go with him, but probably not this week. Yeah, no, I, I hear you guys' concern on that. Um, it's certainly with the weather, um, you know. But uh, I agree with you, Tina. I mean, the the Keenan Allen thing just that's Belichick will soul out and do anything he can to to stop that top guy. We saw it, you know. We see it every every postseason. I can remember last year the Super Bowl, you know, with the Eagles. Um, you know, Jeffrey got free early for a couple big plays and a touchdown, put Stephon Gilmore on him in the second quarter. You really didn't hear much from him after. Um, and yeah, Williams has been, he's been great in the red zone, obviously 11 touchdowns, you know, Allen only has six on the year conversely, even though, you know, he's got much more, a lot more catches in the yards. Um, so yeah, I mean, they're just scared with the weather there, but you know, 4,700, if you want to go real cheap, if you want to pay up at other positions, which we all think is probably not the move this week since the receivers, I think are, we got the most confidence in. Um, but still, it's it's an optimistic view. It could happen, Williams. Yeah, I think the ultimate uh, uh, wide receiver trio this week would obviously be Michael Thomas, Robert Woods, and then either, depending on who you like more, Jeffrey or T.Y. Hilton. That would be like the, the ultimate wide receiver trio this week. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um... You know, T.Y. Hilton, I kind of I left out just because, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. He's going to – I think he'll have a big game. This Chiefs defense, you know, gives up points. So, but, yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, and you could even find a way to put one of them in a slot too. I mean, I know – I mean, not the slot, the flex. You know, uh, I'm not really huge on having receivers in the flex. I usually like the running backs there just because I feel like they're going to get more points or chance of more points. But in the playoffs – you got to go with, you know, whoever you think is going to be the most reliable scorer. And definitely Jeffrey. If you have Jeffrey pencil net wide receiver three, find a way for Hill and the flex and, and vice versa. So, Yeah, absolutely. So um, we got the receivers down, Pat. Um, we probably limit it to about seven or eight, which is pretty good considering the, the list of good receivers this week um, that are there. Uh, so let's move on to tight ends. Um I'm a huge fan of one tight end this week, Hunter Henry. Oh, boy. <laughs> I was thinking about him, too. First, first game of the year, he's going to be active, right? Yeah, I am fired up about it, honestly. Talented player. Yeah, I, I'm at the tight end position. I think I'm just paying up and going one of the top three. <laughs> I mean, I, I do agree with that. I yeah. mean, I just yeah. be Hunter Henry's back. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, even even Gronk, I'd pick this week at forty six hundred. He might be the steal of the week. Uh, oh, God, I love Gronk, man. He hasn't done anything. The playoff football, Morris. Play I know, football. but uh, 
uh, Chargers defense, I think that's like we talked about. I don't think the Patriots are going to have any more success throwing the ball than the Chargers are, really. I, I'm not too sure about that one. <laughs> Chargers have a good pass defense, man. Those guys are good back there. It's, it is. It is. Look, you're not. Derwin, Derwin James is a, simply a better football player than Gronk at this point. This is the I know it's playoff football, but. It, you're, but they're not going up against the Lamar Jackson Ravens, right? They're going up against a guy who's been there, done that, and knows exactly what he needs to do to win and get to where it gets to the Super Bowl. That's the difference in this game. But, you know, I'm just going to throw it out there right now. You know, I know Phillip Rivers has been there. He's been in the playoffs before. He's made it you know, far. But Brady just and that team just take it to a whole nother level. And I think even if, this, even if the Chargers do come out winning this game, the Patriots are going to score a lot of points. And, you know, it's going to have to become a game where it's going to be a score for score. You know, that's just my feeling on the game. That's why I'm looking at Gronk at 4,600. But, you know, those four top four guys, you can't go wrong with. Well, I got one other guy that's a sneakier play for sure. Uh, Garrett Everett, or Gerald Everett, excuse me. <laughs> can't even get his name right. <laughs> Gerald Everett at 2,700. Um obviously became a bigger part of the passing game when Cup got hurt there. You know, everyone's kind of had to step up their game. And, you know, the Rams certainly, I think, have they've suffered from that. Um, their offense hasn't been the same the second half of the season without Cup. But one guy that's benefited is Everett. Um, you know, his targets have certainly gone up. Last week of the season, only had one target out, target in the blowout win over the, uh, over the Niners. But in weeks prior to that, six targets, seven targets, seven targets. Not a ton of yards. Um, but, you know, we've seen also how bad Dallas is at covering tight ends this year. You know, week in and week out, we've picked on that. Um, so that's a matchup you could definitely look for. Especially if you're going to pay up at other positions, you know, which we talked about. Um, and you don't want to pay up on Ertz or Kelsey or any of these other guys. No, yeah, I agree with that one. That's the one guy I do agree with. Uh, reliable. I mean, consistently six to seven, you know, sometimes more points. That's what you – I mean, that's your value right there, almost double. And maybe you get a touchdown. You know, like we said about Dallas's defense, it is what it is. Uh, so yeah, I do agree with that pick, Morris. Yeah, I actually kind of, I kind of like Gerald Everett. Um, the Cowboys really aren't too scary against tight ends in the past game, so I can see them having a package for Gerald Everett set up. Um, I mean, McVay, he's going to do anything to win this week. Um, but for me, I'm not sure I want to get too cute. I know I said hundred, that was more of a joke, just because, like I said, I'm so ecstatic that he's back. Um, I think he makes the Chargers a lot better football team than they already are. Um, but, I mean, I can't get too cute. If I can find a way to get a Kelsey in my lineup, I'm doing it. Yeah, definitely. It's, you know, that's their weakness, too, is covering the tight ends. Um, you know, if, if, the, if the Chiefs are going to win this game, they're going to need huge gains from their stars. Uh, we saw Kelsey last year. He started off that playoff game uh, against Tennessee, wasn't it? He started off on fire, and then he got hurt. Uh, concussed, I think, right before the half. And their offense was totally different the second half of that game. Obviously, you know, different year, different quarterback. Um, but we've seen Kelsey have big games in the playoffs stage before, and I think certainly that could happen this week. Yeah, definitely. So um, let's move on to defenses. Um, it's a little scary this week. I'm not sure which route to go. Um, Morris, what were you looking at for defenses? Uh, yeah, this is a tough – this is not the best field to choose from because the chief defense is, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not picking the Eagles defense going up against the saints. Um, the Colts maybe, but I mean, they're going to give up points and yards too. 
Um, I don't love Dallas's defense this week. Dom, you're going to probably disagree with it, but I like the Chargers, man. I think it's 2,400. I think right in the middle of the pack. I, I just don't love what I see from this Patriots stadium all year. The, you know, I know it's playoff football, but they're six, we're 16 games in, and we really have not seen a dynamic passing offense from this team all year. And, you know, if we're, if we're thinking the weather is going to play a factor in this game, it's going to be cold and, you know, windy. Um, I think that plays right into the Chargers' hands. See, uh, you're right. I'm going to disagree with you. I feel like <laughs> I feel like that doesn't play into the Chargers' hands. I think that plays into the Patriots' hands. Well, uh, how are the Patriots going to be able to throw the ball any better then? I mean, on defense. Well, okay. That's this is fair. why. I mean, if you're going to pick the Chargers at 2,400, you might as well find the extra 200 somewhere and pick and pick the Patriots at 2,600. I'm not paying up for the Saints, though, or anything at like 3,300 or even the Rams at 3,000. No, I mean, the Patriots is probably as high as I would go. Yeah, uh, me too. The other team I would say is the Colts. Uh, right, I think Tino said that, right? Colts? Yeah, well, Morris said it, but I was actually thinking it, so that's yeah, good. I don't remember which one of you guys said it, but yeah, the Colts. I mean, like I said, the Chiefs defense, I mean, the Chiefs offense just isn't the same. Uh, and, you know, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not going to say it. He's going to have a great year, but first playoff uh, appearance. Don't know what you're going to get. A lot of pressure at home, number one seed. You know, a lot good, a lot of outside factors could go into this game. So the Colts defense at 2,100, I think, is a good pick also. Yeah, so uh, for me, there's like two sides to defense, right? It's, it's do I pick a defense that's going to be involved in a shootout where there could possibly be a bunch of throwing and turnovers and just, you know, a lot of mess? Or am I going to stay low in a game like Patriots-Chargers where I don't think it's going to be that high scoring so um, the defense won't get as burned as much? Um, so that's kind of that. So that's why I'm kind of between Colts, Chargers, like Chargers. I don't think they're going to let up a lot of points, but I don't know if they're going to get any turnovers. Whereas the Colts, they might let up 30 points, but I think they could get two or three turnovers. So it's just a little sketchy for me in defense this week. I'm still not sure where I'm going to be until Friday or Saturday, probably with this. Yeah, they could get some turnovers. You're right. You know, with Mahomes, that's the one thing, you know, he'll take chances. Um, and we saw the Colts, and they, they picked off Watson. Was it just once last week, or was it twice? Um, but regardless, there were some sketchy throws even in that game. Um, and that's what Mahomes will do, too. And you're right. I mean, <clears throat> I think the Chargers, I don't think they're going to give up a lot of yards. Um, but that's also a factor with, you know, Brady's not really going to turn the ball over too much in a playoff game, I don't think. Yeah, I would. I agree. <laughs> I would ride with Colts or Patriots. I know Morris wants to ride with the Chargers. So, honestly – any of those three, you can't go wrong with. Well, all right. Let's uh, we uh, we got all of our players in. Um, we're still shaky on defense, but as we always are. So let's, uh, let's move on to predictions for this week. Starting with the Saturday four thirty game, India Kansas City. Morris, what you got? The Chiefs. So much playoff heartbreak over the years. Um, you know, dating back even to before the Andy Reid era, and then obviously Andy. Has continued that sentiment. He's brought all that, all that playoff heartbreak from Philly over the years that I grew up with, to Kansas City with them. Um, but I think they resurrect demons this week. Seems like they've lost in the playoffs at home. I feel like a couple years in a row. Um, and this Colts team is obviously, you know, they've been arguably the best team in football since you know mid October or so. 
Uh, but I think it's a little, you know, a little much, a little too, little too soon. Um, I think this Colts team is built, obviously, great for the future. I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the AFC for the next five to ten years, um, especially if Luck's back healthy. But I think this is the Chiefs' time. I think this will be a, a close game. Uh, I think there's going to be some points, especially late. I could see, um, you know, this getting into a back-and-forth shootout. But I'm going to go with the uh, – I think the Chiefs seek it out. I'm going to go 30-27, to 27, Kansas City. I think the Colts win this. Um, Possible. You know, I think it more comes to the fact that, like I said, offense isn't the same for the Chiefs. That defense is going to give up points. Uh, and Mahomes, I mean, you never know. Like I, you know, we talked, I talked about it a lot last week. With <clears> you, know, you never know what you're going to get in a guy who's never been there before. Um, you know, so he could, you know, he's had a great season, obviously, most likely going to be MVP, you know, of the league, but you you know, you don't know if he's going to be able to handle that pressure of, like you said, Morris, Andy Reid's lost constantly in the playoffs, right? Heartbreak after heartbreak. I don't know if with all that surrounding this game where, oh, we're one seed, you know, on our way to the Super Bowl, we can do this. You know, I don't know if he can do it. Um, so I think the Colts pull this one out. I think it is close. Uh, I think it's 27-24 Colts. I'm with you, Dom. I got the Colts. Um, I have them by a score of 31-27. to 27. Um, I just think Andrew, Andrew Luck's my MVP, by the way. If I had a vote, that's, that's uh, what my vote would be. Um, but I don't have one and probably never will. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just think they're on a roll. Um, I don't think he can be stopped. So going with the Colts there. Um, and let's move on to Saturday night. Of course, Dallas is playing at night. Why wouldn't they be? Um, Dallas at the Rams. Morris, who you got? I think the Rams got to pull this one out. I think they're, you know, I think they got to resurrect their demons from last year. That was such a dud that they laid against the Falcons. Um, and I can't see – I mean, I know this Dallas team, you know, we talked about how hot they've been. And they, and they look good last week playing at home. Um, but they haven't been the same team on the road this year either. Uh, I think the Rams, you know, they built a little bit of momentum back up at the end of the regular season. Granted, you know, they beat two crap teams in San Fran and Arizona. But it seemed like they found their offensive rhythm again a little bit. Um, and I think they'll be looking to attack and attack early on Dallas, um, get, you know, that's what they're going to have to do. They're going to have to get Dallas out of the rhythm. You know, Dallas gets a lead early. They like to pound Z. They like to eat up the clock, changes the whole complexion of the game. Um, so you're really going to know, I think, how this game's going to go within the first, certainly the first quarter. Um, but I think the Rams jump out to a, little, to a lead. I think Dallas is going to be playing from behind the whole game. Um, I think the Rams are going to win it. Uh, I'll go 27-16 L.A. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the difference is going to be, uh, like I said before, in the trenches. I think they might be able to stop Zeke or, if not stop him, control him. Uh, you know, these Rams receivers are extremely talented. I think Goff has a bounce-back game. He's had a really tough end of the year. No Gurley. So I think Gurley, you know, I don't know how effective he'll be, but he's definitely going to be highly involved, I think, if they need him. They need to win. Uh you know, and they have a lot to prove. You know, there's so much you can talk about this team, the high offense and the season they had and the season they had last year, right? But none of it matters if you don't win. Uh, so this is like a – this is – I feel like this is a, 
one of those games that kind of makes or break how a team is. Are they going to be a team who can win the big game, or are they going to be a team that has the great regular season and then just can't get it done in the playoffs? Uh, but I do like the Rams. I think they win 35-28 over the Cowboys. Oof, that's a, that's a barn burner there, Dom. High scoring. Um, I got the Rams as well, but I would not be surprised if the Cowboys won this game. Um, I'm going, I'm keeping with a one point score, 27, 26 Rams. Ooh, tight one. Yeah. I, I think the Cowboys, as much as I don't like this, as much as I hate to say it, they just have something, you know, they have something and I don't know what it is, but they've been finding ways to win. Um, just like the Eagles have. Yeah, so, it's very you know, true. Just finding ways to win. It's going to be a lot of Dallas fans out there too. Exactly. Five or seventy to thirty, you mm-hmm. know. So uh, in fans, PSL yeah, on right. Yeah, no, I agree. I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys definitely found a way to win this game. Um, I think the the first quarter is going to tell a lot, though. I think you know if either team gets out ahead quickly, whatever whoever it is has to answer right back, or this game can get ugly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. Yeah, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's going to that first quarter. Um, so we're going to know who's in control of this. Yeah, so let's uh, let's move on to Sunday then, Sunday afternoon. Um, Chargers are heading into New England at 1 o'clock. That sucks for them yet again. But, uh, Morris, who, who you got? Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think Roger Goodell in the, uh, in the league office wants to see the Chargers win the Super Bowl um, based on what time they're scheduling their games for. 1 o'clock West Coast, back-to-back weeks. Not easy. Um, but you know, based on the way we talked in this podcast, I think you know who I'm going with. I think Philip Rivers and the LA Chargers shock the world and they go into Foxborough and they get this win. I just haven't loved this Patriots team all year. You know, I mean, the Chargers were better than them, they, had, they were 12 and four. The Pats, the Pats were 11 and five this year. Obviously, the game's in Foxborough. Um, but the Pats have lost game, the playoff games there before. It's not like they're unbeaten there. Um, you know, the Ravens have beaten them a couple of times. Mark Sanchez and the freaking Jets went in there and won one time. Um, and this is just not a strong Patriots team. Uh, I think this Chargers team has been pretty special all year. Their offense obviously hasn't looked great in recent weeks. Um, but their defense has been really reliable all year um, and really under underrated and not talked about as much. Um, but I don't think the Patriots are going to score. Um, and I think Rivers, you know, obviously, you know, this, he seems to play even better on the road. This whole team does. I think they only lost one one road game all year. Um, and they went into multiple, you know, hostile places against really good teams. They went into Kansas City and won at the end of the year. Pittsburgh, too. Um, so why not be able to go, you know, obviously Baltimore last week. So why not be able to go into, into New England and win? Um, it's obviously the ultimate test, but I think they're up for it. Uh, I think it's a low-scoring game. Uh, I'm going to go Chargers 21-17. I think the Patriots won this, and I think the Patriots cover uh, their spread. I believe it's a four and a half right now or a four. Uh, I mean, you know, I've said it the whole podcast, just a different type of team when it gets to the playoffs in New England, um, especially in this divisional round. They've not been known to absolutely crush teams during this round of the playoffs. Uh, I think Brady is going to be too much. I think kind of everything, you know, we three running backs we've talked about. You know, James White takes it to another level, but even if he doesn't take it to another level, they got Michelle, who can have just as good of a game. Uh, this defense, I think, is going to play really tough, especially, and the weather is going to have a huge factor. I know some people say, you know, that's 
you know, it doesn't really matter, you know, it's football weather, whatnot, but not when you play in, you know, 70 degrees, 80 degrees every, every uh, time you want to go out. So this game is going to be, I think, 21 to 10 Patriots. Whew. I have a fun fact for you guys. The Chargers have not lost outside of L.A. this season. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's right, because their one road loss was to the Rams. Yep. <laughs> there yeah, it is right there. That's what I'm saying. I think that's, so, that's, that's, that's got to mean something. And last week, we, I, mentioned, I mentioned Michael Money Badger Badgerly in a positive way, and Dom mentioned him in a negative way. And, <laughs> uh, what we see last week, he was, he was on fire. And it's I think money. He's going to have a big, uh, big impact this week in a 23-20 to 20 victory over the New England Patriots. Go wow. charge. I just picked the wrong. Let's go. I just picked the wrong kicker last week to affect the game. That was the only thing. <laughs> oh, I can't believe Justin Tucker missed a field goal. Oh, that was heartbreaking. God, he didn't. He didn't have it this year. Then he he clunked the PAT, didn't he? Yeah, he flunked the PAT. He cost him a game. They scored a touchdown that, you know, essentially would have been a game tying touchdown that he shanked the extra point in the final minutes. <laughs> oh well, all right. Let's. Uh... <laughs> Okay. Let's move on to that uh, the final game of the divisional round. Oh, baby. All right, Morris, take it away. Do I, do I have to sing Fly Eagles Fly again? You don't have to, but you could. I, I, could, I, could, I could whisper it. I mean, it's kind of late. I think all my roommates are sleeping. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Fly Eagles Fly on the road to victory. Fight, Eagles, fight. Score a touchdown. One, two, one, two, three. Hit them low, hit them high. And watch our Eagles fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. On the road to victory. E-I-G-L-E-S, Eagles. <laughs> that was great, Morris. Uh, great gotcha. Well, now I'm out of breath. But still, um, <laughs> now I can't say I expect us to win this game. Um, obviously, you know, this has been quite the magic carpet ride from everything last year. Continue now to the end of this year. Forever going to be thankful for Nick Foles and everything that, you know, he's done for this team in this city the last two years, regardless of the outcome. Um, but something tells me, man, you know, we've seen this before with, with teams in the playoffs, you know, they get blasted playing on the road in some place during the regular season, late in the regular season, and they go back there and they and they avenge that in the playoffs. I can remember it. I actually heard somebody point this out on Philly radio today, which I totally forgot about. The year the Jets went into New England and won in the playoffs, they lost 45-3, to like about a month earlier on a Monday night game in New England, and then went in there and won about a month later. Um, I want to say Pittsburgh, I think, had this happen one year too. Um, and they went into someplace, you know, Indianapolis, maybe Manning, where they got blown out during the regular season, went in there and won, and then went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, and I think that's that's sort of – it's setting up to be that kind of way. You know, I think the Eagles, that they know that that was, that was a low moment for them. It's the worst loss ever by a defending Super Bowl champion. Um, the season, you know, definitely turned around after that. Um, even before Foles, you know, once won a couple games in there. So, you know, they won five to six then the regular season and six to seven now. I think there's, you know, there's just something to be said about a team that, that truly believes in each other and, you know, just never thinks they're going to lose. 
you know, they never think they're they're out of it. Um, especially in these kind of games and you know, what what more who's been more clutch than Nick Foles in the last two years, man? Especially in the postseason. You know he's gonna deliver time in and time out. Um and I think it's gonna happen. I really do. It's not gonna be easy. There's gonna be adversity in this game. It's gonna be back and forth. The Saints are gonna score. They're probably gonna have the lead. Um but the, you know, we're gonna have to limit them. We're gonna have to hold them to field goals, which is what the you know, which is what Jim Schwartz's defense is predicated on. It's what they've gotten back to doing over the last month during this run. Um, you know, giving up yards but but Ben, but don't break. I think Chicago was 0 for three in the red zone last week. Obviously it's a different animal in Drew Brees. Um and, you know, Thomas is gonna he's gonna move the ball. Kamara's gonna get his yards. They're gonna make big plays, but you gotta buckle down and hold them, you know. Can't let them score touchdowns every time down there, because if you do, you're screwed. Um, but I think we do enough. I think Foles has the ball at the end of the, end of the game in his hands. I think he makes enough plays to win. Um, I think the birds take it. 33-30, Eagles. I think there's one big difference in this game, right, is that this is the second time the Eagles are going to go in there and play them, right? With a whole different quarterback, Nick Foles, obviously, having a great, you know, again, magic season, playoff run, whatnot, right? But I think you're right, Morris. That team, that game in week 11 was crushing. It was almost like a got to look ourselves in the mirror and say to ourselves, if we want to win, we got to put this game behind us. We can't let it define us, right? And I think this Eagles team is just – it's ready to win. It's ready to make this run, and I think this game is going to go to the Eagles. Uh, wow. It's going to be a shootout, I think. Agreed. Uh, but I think Nick Foles gets it done. And with the Saints, I mean, they give up points. Sometimes they don't look great, you know, for stretches. I know they put up, you know, but like, you look at Thanksgiving or the week after Thanksgiving, they play the Cowboys, right? They throw up a dud. Uh, the Monday night game against the Panthers, the first time I played them, you know, I think it was week 15. No, threw up a dud. <laughs> so I, I, I know those are away games, but and playing in New Orleans is completely different. But I just don't know if I can trust the Saints. Uh, you know, they have to play a complete game more so. I know they're going to put up points against the Eagles defense, but I don't know if they can play a complete game. And I think that's the difference. Uh, and then obviously seeing the tape – Knowing what they're running, you know, there's a huge advantage of playing a second team, a second, a team a second time in the playoffs, and I think the Eagles pull this one out. Uh, and I think the score, you know, is 35-31 Eagles. Oof! Do I dare go clean Eagles sweep? Morris? Oh, you speak your mind, Tino. Don't be pressured. I'm not pressured. I will make one statement about the game. The Eagles will cover. So. Them winning or simply just covering the points. That's what I have for Philadelphia this week. What is <laughs> we are we are covered. I don't I think that, that plus I think it was eight. Plus yeah, eight. you know, you know, the line was lower. Obviously, you know, we were getting more respect the first time we played because you know, we hadn't people were still viewing us as defending champions. Um, but the line was only seven going into that first game. And I clearly the Eagles are a way better team now, and now it's eight. Yeah, so um I I don't know. This one is – I can't wait to watch this game. It's going to be awesome. So, it's going to be a tight one. Um, it's going to be a toss-up. Um, I'm rooting for the Eagles, so I guess that's I guess that's technically my pick. So, like, you, you know, the other thing about this game, too, and it's more true about all the teams, I feel like, is 
I always feel like the teams that play wild card weekend and win have a huge advantage compared to the teams that don't uh, because you get that momentum rolling. You know, I saw it with the Packers when they won the Super Bowl, right? Snuck their way in as a six seed and went all the way and won the Super Bowl. You know, uh, so I always do feel like there is a huge advantage. The Giants, how many times they've done it twice to win Super Bowls. Uh, you know, got teams that play just get that momentum rolling and you feel great going into that second weekend in the playoffs. And I think that's going to be the case for the Eagles. And, you know, like we said before, then the Colts, you know, the Patriots are just a different animal, but, you know, definitely advantage playing that first weekend. Yeah. That's recently, you know, I feel like a lot of top seeds have gotten like the last couple of years, but you're right, Dom. I mean, going back, you know, certainly in our lifetime, there's been plenty of wild card teams, plenty of teams that use that first weekend, you know, to their advantage to get rolling. Um, you know, and build up steam, especially, you know, I, I don't love the teams that are going into the playoffs, not playing great. And, you know, they get that week off and, you know, it's almost like they haven't, they haven't like, they, they rest their starters week 17. They haven't really played and, and won a game, you know, a meaningful game in like a month. Um, you know, and you never, you never know what to expect from those teams. So I, I, I'd be, I'd be really surprised if all four, you know, favorites and home teams won this weekend. I think we're certainly going to see at least one, probably two upsets. Yeah, it's definitely, I would think that's the case. Um, you know, you need to win, obviously, right now, and getting that momentum, getting rolling is great. And especially, I mean, if you're a team that has a bye and you get slapped in the face, you know, early, <laughs> points right away, it's time to, you know, there's no there's no next Sunday. you got to come back, and that tells you a lot about a team, you know, whether they prepare for it in the bye, whether they prepare for it all year. So, yeah, absolutely. So I think I think we're in for a great freaking weekend of football. I can't wait. Um, that covers our podcast for today. We covered we covered uh, the new head coaches for some teams. Uh, covered our under the radar picks for DraftKings, and then covered our predictions. Um, I want to remind everyone to take a look at our website, JokerMag.com. Um, for DraftKings, free entry with a deposit of $5 or more if you enter through our website. Um, Dom put out an article on Monday on uh, NFL prospect um, Gardner Minshew. It's a really good article. You guys should check it out. And today, uh, put out a piece on Leighton Vander Esch uh, for the Dallas Cowboys. And you guys know how much I dislike the Cowboys. So it was, uh, it was a difficult piece to write. <laughs> <laughs> Took a lot for you. Yeah, so... Um, check that stuff out. Um, we'll be putting out more stuff uh, in the rec- in the coming weeks. Um, Saturday is when the uh, Under the Radar Plays article will be out um, in the morning prior to the game, so you can take a peek at that. And uh, good luck with the setting your lineups this week. Go good Eagles. luck, everyone. Go ahead, Dom. Go Eagles. Good luck, everyone, and go Birds. And I think you'll – well, you'll be seeing us for the NFC Championship next weekend. Colts, David Morris. Oh. Hey, go Colts. That's my team. Oh, man. I just want it to be known that when Morris is ready to give up on the season against the Rams, never forget who stuck by Nick Foles' side, Morris. Never. Oh, no, I never, I didn't forget. <laughs> you know, the little voice in the back of my head. And certainly, you know, I think a lot of people are out here. I remember talking to my friends and, you know, my dad that week. There's the little voice in the back of your head that says, you know, there's, there could be some Foles magic left in the tank, but nobody really, really in their, you know, in their hearts believed that was going to happen. You know, we figured uh, we're going out to L.A. You know, this is a superior team. They're probably just going to blast us. You know, 
what life is this team shown all season? And once again, they prove us and the entire, you know, the entire league and the entire world wrong again. You know who they didn't prove wrong, Morris? You. Me. <laughs> of course. Take all the. This podcast was brought to you by JokerMag.com, home of the underdog.